All too often, we describe compulsive behaviors as addiction. Addiction has been overused in particular with sex. Many compulsive behaviors are simply self-medicating pain. If you are indeed using chemicals of one kind or another to self-medicate, at some point, given the right genetics, your brain will change and you will have an addiction in addition to the pain that was being medicated before. Modern psychology seems to be turning to symptom management rather than problem solving. So instead of looking for and resolving the underlying cause, it is simpler to treat the surface behavior. In some cases, it is necessary to deal with the symptoms before getting to the underlying issues. But pathologizing a man's sexuality is not going to be helpful in the long run. In my experience, when you deal with the underlying issue, the compulsive behavior simply goes away. I believe that sexual compulsivity or hypersexuality is a symptom of an underlying issue and not an addiction. Is there someone out there that is addicted? I suspect it's possible, but I have not seen it and the brain research I've seen is not supportive of an addiction diagnosis. I'm starting to see a growing pushback against the sexual addiction diagnosis. It is not even listed in the new DSM-5, which is the Bible for pathological disorders for psychotherapists. So if it's not an addiction, what is it? Sexual compulsivity has two different origins, substitution and reenactment. And it is possible to be both. First, let's discuss substitution. By staying hyper-sexually aroused, it is a way of avoiding other feelings, usually bad feelings, most often shame and or painful memories. Steve McQueen's movie, Shame, is an excellent example of substitution. The main character, played by Michael Fassbender, used porn, video sex, prostitutes, hookups, etc., all in an effort to block out the deep feelings of shame from what was strongly suggested as childhood sexual abuse. When his sister comes to visit, the pain becomes so great that no amount of porn or self-debasement is enough to block out the pain. Not an easy movie, but an excellent description of substitution. Guys who are continuously on the hunt are not looking for sex. They are looking for a distraction. The question is, from what? It is very similar to spiritual bypass. A person with deep emotional problems surrenders to God and absolves themselves of having to work through the pain of their issues or the deficits in their personality. In this case, it's simply erotic bypass. It is simply a way of avoiding the underlying pain. Being sexually compulsive can create major problems in a man's life. Financial issues, work issues, relationship issues, the list is endless. And the more pain, the more he wants to escape into that erotic wonderland to avoid dealing with his life. The other path of sexual compulsivity is reenactment. A man has had a peak sexual experience and he is stuck in that pleasure loop. He tries to recreate it over and over. I once had a client that around the age of 12 went into a public locker room at a public pool and had a 20-something masturbate in front of him. It was his first sexual experience with another person, and he was sexually overstimulated. He then went from public bathroom to public bathroom till he was well into his 30s, trying to recreate this peak overwhelming experience. He was then caught and forced into therapy. 
When the original experience was processed, he stopped needing to have sex in public bathrooms. Psychosexually and developmentally, he could move forward so that he'd have a much greater range and deeper sexual experiences. This reenactment often shows up in fetishes and is a form of eroticized shame, meaning he has combined shame and erotic feelings and looks for and creates experiences that bring these two feelings together. This is common for men that were sexually abused as children. I talk more about this in two other workshop videos, in both Because You Care and A Man's Journey. Men sexually abused as children usually bounce between sexual anorexia and sexual compulsivity, meaning if they are being sexual, it is probably compulsively, and they are still divorced from their sexual self. Sexual anorexia is a way of feeling in control and being able to focus on something else. This can really look healthy, but they are divorced from a key part of their life force and is out of not trusting themselves or others. It can be as painful as sexual compulsivity. Eroticized shame is both common for substitution and reenactment. The difference between substitution and reenactment here is if they have generalized the experience and are simply lost in the erotic shame energy or as if they have a very specific fantasy they're trying to recreate. So why don't I think this is sexual addiction? I've worked with many men that formerly attended SASAA and SLAA, and they have found the camaraderie and the support really good and helpful. It is great to know that you're not the only one that is struggling and have not figured out sex. However, at the core of the 12-step experience for them is a shaming of their sexuality, and it has no resolution. It is a lifelong struggle. I don't believe it is necessary if you look for and treat the underlying issues. When these men started to work through the trauma and really understood and faced the roots of the compulsion, the compulsive acting out declined and usually disappeared. They no longer had the fixation of the reenactment nor needed the substitution to distract themselves from the pain. EMDR, or eye movement desensitization reprocessing, at the website emdria.org is the preferred method of working through the trauma quickly. I believe that a lot of the current pathologizing of men's sexuality is a continuation of the puritanical sexual culture that has been with this country since its founding. Sex is bad. Sex has to be controlled. Sex is for procreation only, etc. Sexuality is one of the most basic drives a man has. It may be his only real source of pleasure. Doctors tell us that a man should have a certain number of orgasms a month for a healthy prostate. So release is healthy and normal. Men also have a different sexuality than women. I've looked at the predominant treatment model for sex addiction, and it is a repressed, idealized view of sexuality that has little to do with a healthy and broad-based sexuality. It pathologizes BDSM, which is nonsense. While BDSM can be pathological, so can a monogamous relationship. I believe that BDSM can be a wonderful part of a relationship. I think it is pathological when one or both members of the couple regress to a child state during sex. I am all for adults and adult bodies and minds having great sex. So how can a monogamous relationship be pathological? When one partner uses the access or delivery of sex as a bargaining tool, it is pathological. Sex does not have to be so narrowly defined or tightly controlled between consenting adults. 
The sex addiction model does not recognize the various forms and reasons for sex. Sex is not all about deep, intimate, personal relationships. People have sex for a lot of reasons. Denying or pathologizing that is unhealthy for everyone involved. The good news is that I am starting to see more therapists speak out about the shaming of sexuality. I am hopeful more voices will join in and a new paradigm will emerge. So if you are watching this and you are sexually compulsive, consider these questions. What is the feeling you are trying to avoid when you feel that engine start to rev up and the hunt begins? I'd like you to close your eyes, find that feeling in your body and then see that feeling as if it were a lid. If you lifted the lid on that feeling, what's underneath? And when the sex engine gets started and it becomes your primary focus, stop. Ask yourself, what am I really looking for? See if you get an answer. It may take a while. And then once you get an answer, Will I get it from having sex? Will I get it from being out on the hunt and the prowl? Is it really possible to find it there? If you're recreating a peak sexual experience or early experience, what were the other feelings that you were having at that moment? Was it overwhelm? Was it fear? Stop and look at what else is going in in those moments besides the pleasure. Those are likely the feelings that you are trying to avoid. Process those with the help of a therapist and you may very well find you are much less compulsive and much less obsessed with recreating the experience. It is possible that it will remain a sexual turn-on, but not as an exclusive or central focus to your sexuality. Reenactment is an unresolved moment that is driving your sexual energy because you are stuck in it. I believe that you are trying to rewrite it so that experience can resolve. In clinical terms, it is an incomplete gestalt and you're just trying to resolve the unfinished feeling. It is not going to happen sexually. If it is from childhood sexual abuse, then psychosexually you are stuck at the age of the sexual abuse. You have been likely looping for a long time. A child that has had sexual experience that is more than his brain and emotions are ready to process is going to be overwhelmed and thus stuck. It is time to get help and get out of that loop and get unstuck so that you can have the sex life that you deserve. If you were sexually abused as a child, I recommend reading the article on my website, Shedding Light on the Sexual Abuse of Boys and the Men They Become, and watch the online workshop video, A Man's Journey. Both will be very enlightening. I believe that sexual addiction is largely a myth. The real issue is compulsive sexual expression. There are two paths, either substitution or reenactment. Both are treatable and there is no need to shame a man about his most basic sexual drives. There is a need to help him heal. Thanks for spending this time with me and have a great life.